Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I was doing well, reasonably, having some chats online and got a game tonight, so we'll see how that goes. It's my basic D&D game so far. See if my character's still alive. I wasn't there last time. <laughs> I was too busy moving. Oh, boy. A lot of stuff going on in the OSR world. We got Kickstarters going on and some kind of brouhaha with Jason Hobbs and redoing, replaying an old show that was controversial. And, you know, I've got my own opinions on that, but I don't really want to get into that anyway. I've got an interesting email, or I should say a voicemail, from Mark Walring of the Yawning Owlbear. And he brings up a question that I am going to try and answer. Go ahead, Mark. Glenn, Mark from the Young Owlbear. I was wondering if you could probably answer a question for me, being a veteran of the game longer than when I have. Would you say fighters from 1st and 2nd edition were more deadlier than what they are from 3rd edition onward? Um, I've gotten into a bit of an argument with a person online on this subject matter, and it all comes down to feats. And honestly, I don't do feats in my campaign. Uh, for the simple fact that I find feats adds more, one, crunch, and two, a little bit more overpowering abilities for your players than what I feel is necessary. I mean, I feel a, a class ability should be enough, but um, yeah, if you could probably give me your insight on the degree of fighter's capabilities through the additions, I would probably, I would appreciate it. Um, but anyway, keep up the good work, Ben. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you very much, Mark. That's something to think about. Fighters. Fighters' effectiveness over the over the additions. Well, okay, I'm going to take this question from a gut standpoint, a gut feeling standpoint, because I'm not a big number cruncher. I I you know, I I can look at the other the other editions and probably say one thing and then, you know, it turns out to be false. But as far as I'm I'm not saying I'm doing faulty information and stuff like that, but what I'm saying is this is the way I feel about it and I guess that's what you wanted, but I just I'm just saying that there's no numbers to back me up on this. That's what I'm saying. Is I feel that a fighter in first and second edition can be deadly. And but but it takes it's a different priority thing. As far as feats go, yeah, I'm with you. I don't really care for feats because feats always feel kind of tacked on. Even if it's part even if it's like something you can build. See, when second edition came along and the proficiencies, I wasn't 100% on board. Because, you know, I, I just thought it's too many, too much crunch, as you say, and too many bells and whistles for the players. For the players to use and for the game master to keep track of. And I just feel it was just unnecessary. But I know the players are always trying to, they're all, okay, here's one thing about players. And this is, this would even include me. Here's the thing about role-playing game players. They will always, no matter what they are playing, no matter who they are, no matter how fair or anything like that, 
they will always try and get an edge on other players, on particularly on the Game Master. But they will always look for that edge. And that, I feel, was what the later editions were playing towards. They were, they were playing for the back row, lowest common denominator, which, which makes your game more popular, but at the same time, it makes it more complicated. But I don't want to get into that part. But what I'm saying is I think first and second edition fighters can be just as deadly because you got to realize that although the later editions fighters hit harder and do more things, they up the opposition to that point. In fact, I think it was kind of a reactive thing because the players want an edge, because they want to give more people things to do to make their their character, quote-unquote, individualized and unique, which to me, role-playing has a lot to do with that, which is why I prefer the earlier editions. But the, anyway, but they did that so they could be more, quote-unquote, unique, which to me makes them less unique if you're going to ramp up the rest of the world, which is what they did. Yes, they hit harder, but they have tougher things to fight, too. You take it back first and second edition. I'm not saying all the monsters are wimps, but they will give you a good fight. They will give any fighter a good fight. There are some things that may be over their heads, depending on what level they are, but they will give you a good fight, and they can do it without all the bells and whistles. I, I the problem, the problem with it is a a class thing, and I'm going to get into that more after this. Okay. To me, the problem with fighters, and it's funny because each class has its, how shall I say, um, not deficiencies, but, you know, like wizards are squishy and they wish they could be tougher and thieves aren't as agile in the beginning and things. There's always something about the class that's a downside. And the fighters always seem to feel it worse because all they're there for is to hit and be hit. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. That's why you got all these fighters going off for, oh, oh I got to get me a magical weapon. I got to get a plus two demon slayer. I got to get a vorpal sword. I got this and that and the other thing because they seem to be defined by their equipment. These other classes are more versatile in other areas and they want to be, there's a lot of people who want to play, play a fire and make them a, a one-man band. And the the whole restriction of the fighters don't really throw spells and things like that unless they multi-classes them. But, but that's the whole thing. The fighters, to me, are always trying to get an edge. They're always trying to compensate. Where I don't feel they should have to compensate because if you're hitting and getting hit, even if it's at range, you're doing a great thing for your party. Somebody has to be the meat shield. And you're it. And if you do the meat shield really, really good, you can have a very rich character and the respect of the other party members and things like that. I'm thought I'm I'm thinking of a, an anecdote from from the Golden Age of Hollywood, from my film buff side of me. Boris Karloff used to tell this story about when he was a young man in the in the industry, 
like he hadn't been discovered yet. This is pre-Frankenstein and all that. And he's done a few like extra work and, you know, he would do supporting player parts that he got a ride. He was walking to, I guess, Universal or whoever he was working with. And he got a ride from Lon Chaney Sr., the man of a thousand faces. And he said he gave him the best advice he's ever heard. He said, find something that only you can do and do it better than anyone else. And you will make your fortune. And I thought that was that that's that's the fighter right there. If you could be a fighter and take the class abilities and do it better than anyone else in that world in that campaign or strive to be better than anyone else doing it find your niche do it as best as you can and you know the world will fall to your feet so that's the whole thing with fighters i think fighters have a real inferiority complex because they can't you know throw the spells they can't pick the locks or call on divine you know turn on dead or anything like that Unless they're multi-class. I'm talking about playing vanilla fighter here. No multi-class, no nothing like that. And that's why it, it is. It's like, I want a bigger, better sword. I'd like a magical sword. Because they're compensating for something. It, 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 it comes down to that sometimes. I'm not saying every time. But they're, they're constantly compensating. And they just got to understand. If you're going to be a fighter, be the best fighter you can. You know, take your, you know, you may have mediocre stats, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't train. That doesn't mean you shouldn't look for, you look for better weapons when you can, but it's the dedication. Everybody else is dedicated to their craft and their classes. You be dedicated to, to be a fighter. That's where, what it comes down to really. So I hope I help, I hope that helped you, Mark. And that really gave me some some food for thought, as we say. So I'm going to go ahead and start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or argue or whatever, you can drop me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you to my supporters, Jonathan Dorji, Jit Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Mark Seawall, Ring from the Yawning Owlbear, Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, and Daniel Reynolds. You guys are great. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.